going to bring it back to comic book superheroes for this episode. That's exciting. And I'm going to... It's very exciting. Off the top, admit that this is not a superhero I know a lot about. Oh. Uh, I was always a Marvel kid, and this is one of the uh, big three over at DC Comics. But I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory about where this story came from. You're listening to the Can't Sell This Podcast, dedicated to projects past that never saw the light of day. With your hosts, Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. It's, I mean, obviously I can't sell this because it's Superman. Oh, yeah. I don't own that character. No, I didn't. I didn't create Superman. I just want everyone to be very clear about that. I don't want people thinking, wow, he created Superman? Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster, liars. I don't understand. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so... (laughs) I had graduated from animation. I'd been working in animation. Um, and a bunch of my friends, uh, we were friends with our favorite comic book shop in Ottawa, where we would meet once every two, three weeks, uh, at, just before closing time, and go for dinner. Hmm. And on one of those visits, uh, I was hanging out in the store uh, when the uh, the manager sort of passed me the the previews catalog and said, have you seen what they're doing as Superman? Oh my God, is this true romance? Are you actually just going to tell me the plot of true romance? <laughs> what? <laughs> do you know that? Do you remember true romance? Uh, Christian with, Slater works in, a, the, he works in a, a comic book shop. And like he lives above remember. it. Do you remember that? Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I'm you were so like, vaguely. it's so weird to hear like, oh, I'm, I was friends with the people who worked at and ran my favorite comic book shop like that is <clears throat> not that's that's jealousy inducing for a fellow really fellow nerd oh yeah i was never friends with my comic book shop guy all right no it was great it was it's still my favorite comic book shop on the planet it's a great place huh and you still know the owners oh, i haven't seen them in years oh, okay. i really i I wish I could see more people than I knew back in Ottawa. But. <laughs> All right, I apologize. This is this is what I would consider to be a fairly, <laughs> fairly bad digression. I just when you started talking about like being friends with the owner of the of the comic book shop, I was like, oh my god, true romance. You know, that's. Anyways, so you were handed <laughs> you're handed the preview. What is right. that? What does that mean? What is a preview? So so pre- previews catalog is is the 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 super thick. Um, basically catalog of all the issue, upcoming issues from all the p- comic publishers that, that the comic book shop uh, buyers would then use to decide what they're going to put on their shelves. But it also has some articles and talks about some of the sort of the upcoming um, stuff. Wow. You know, like story stuff. I don't know why I wouldn't know that. That's actually cool. <laughs> But the, well, you so he handed you this thing. The, he hands me this. It's basically like a magazine, and in and, and it is, or on the cover is with sorry with the note. Like I can't believe what they're doing to Superman. Yeah, basically, it's like, did you see this? And he, he he hands it to me. And now he didn't make a judgment call one way or the other, but he was just saying like it's a big change. Oh wow! But what's on the cover is is Superman in like this like white and baby blue costume. Oh. His skin is blue. He's got electricity coming out of his eyes, uh, no cape. And I was like, what? I don't get it. Okay, I should say, this is like 1998. 
I'm, just, I'm an old man. They're just higgledy so. piggledy with the ideas. <laughs> That comic book store, comic book uh, distributors. Yeah. So, and so then I basically get told the story. Yeah, Superman. He's he gets transformed. He becomes energy based. He has to wear this containment suit, uh, but his powers are all amplified. Um, he's so fast; it's teleportation. Uh, you know, he can shoot. Uh, electro bolts and tractor beams rather than just heat vision. What? All this crazy Why didn't stuff. They just make a new character or just because they already had the property. Well, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, so, uh, and then the other side of it was yeah, and then as Clark Kent, he's 100% human. Like if you if you cut him, he bleeds. You know, he can actually get sick. He can get a cold. These are things that Superman never would have experienced before. Weird. Okay. Um, that's weird. <laughs> and that's that's basically the story that I got. Right. And then we went for dinner, had a nice dinner, and I went home. And uh, over the course of the weekend, uh, I was just working on character designs for my portfolio. And one of the things that I decided to do was redesign Superman's costume to update it for the late 90s, but not in such a way that it completely changes the icon of Superman. Because to me, that's what this did. They just basically changed him, made him a completely different character, um, and it just didn't feel like Superman anymore. (laughs) You know, like you said, why why bother doing all this? Why not just make a new character? Well, I think because they owned Superman, and they're they're just like, look, we 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 already have the readership. If we introduce a new character, we'd have to, you know, create new readership, right? Yeah, we'd get people interested in that character, right? Um, so was there a huge backlash? That's that's what I'm really curious about. I I don't I don't think so. I think it's it's there's a bit of infamy around it. Did they just abandon it? Well. It, they obviously abandoned it. Like, there's no like energy. No, they. Now. Well, I mean, I don't think it was ever meant to be permanent, and they did resolve it. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm not gonna talk about that just yet because. Yeah, it, I mean, it probably is um, important. Well, I'll bring it up. <laughs> I don't know. Is it important? I don't know. <laughs> not really. Uh, okay. The point was, the point was that um, while I was working on the on the Superman redesign, my own, mm-hmm. right. Um, I started to think about like, well, if I was put, and this is goes back to the same sort of um, uh, exercise that my friend Darren and I in animation used to do, where we would say, "Hey, okay, you were put in charge of Captain America. What would you do? What would you change? What would you keep the same? Go." Right. So I had the I did the same sort of exercise with myself and said, if I was given this electric blue Superman, what would I do with them? Like, wh- how would I get him back to? You know, the classic red and blue Superman with the cape, with, you know, the regular powers and all that stuff. Right, right. And here's that story. Okay. Oh, I'll tell you what. That's some good lead up. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So Superman has been transformed into this energy-based being. And stories move along. He's fighting crime. He's fighting supervillains. And then we start to see some things from Clark Kent's perspective. As Clark Kent, he is human. He gets haircuts. He has to shave. 
he gets a cold, all that sort of stuff. So um, one day, Clark Kent is at the Daily Planet and he hears about some kind of disaster, you know, school bus about to drive off a bridge, whatever it is. And he's like, I, I got to go change into Superman. I got to get over there. I got to save the day. I got, I got to find a way to back out of this this meeting that I'm in right now for, you know, the headlines. And then on the news, like. <laughs> Perry called it. I, I can't just. Well, he's just trying to, you know, like the normal stuff that he thinks about. is like, how do I how do I duck out of this to become Superman? And and then he just hears, no, no, yeah, Superman right. was just here and saved that bus full of children. And he's like, what? <laughs> so this happens a few times where. He he starts to to suspect that there's an imposter, that there's another right. there's another person out there who's impersonating Superman. But what he starts to realize is that it's not true, that he is transforming from Clark Kent to Superman, saving the day, mm-hmm. returning, and forgetting he ever did it. Oh. Okay. So we introduce a new character. This character is a psychiatrist and Clark Kent goes to see this psychiatrist and says, hi, I'm Clark Kent, but I'm also Superman and I have a big problem. And the psychiatrist says, oh boy, Clark Kent's crazy. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but then begins to realize. Look, I don't, my, I don't say this as a professional all that much, but you, you you're nuts. Crazy. You, you think you're Superman. <laughs> Right, buddy. You're obviously not yeah. a Superman. He doesn't wear yeah. glasses, so <laughs> you're not blue. Step one. You don't have electricity shooting from your eyes, and you can't fly. <laughs> oh, you you can't fly. Oh, okay, you are Superman. So, the, so the psychiatrist no, begins totally to to get. You know, he understands. He believes him now, right? Like he he sees that this is a real. Oh, it it like I mean, it, this was a long story. This would take issue upon issue upon issue to get through, right? Because it's all. Really? Well, because it all so? it, it would be interwoven with like the actual you know like plot of the issue the the you know whatever like action he's going through because right. this is sort of like backstory stuff for most of it. But anyways, I see. I so the psychiatrist see. says, "Look, he, here's here's what I can tell you. You now have an energy based body as Superman." But when you become Clark Kent, you have a completely human body and your brain can't cope with that. And you're starting to see a split in the Superman personality and the Clark Kent personality. And the reason that as Clark Kent, you can't remember being Superman is because of that split. Like when you're Superman, you you have all your memories. You Everything's fine. But then as soon as you transform back into Clark Kent, it's like... That that moment never happened. And does Superman remember the Clark Kent aspects of his life? We don't know. Oh, okay. Because from this moment on, the comic book only follows Clark Kent. Oh. For like weird. two, three issues, because otherwise it would get really boring. Yes. But the idea is that he starts to have problems as a human. He can't, he's like, I'm, I was Superman and now I'm literally just right. Clark Kent. I'm literally this human, this this feeble human who who cannot do the things I used to do. Right. Um, and he also starts having problems with human vices, which are things that he never had to confront before. Because I thought of that. I said, imagine someone who never had to confront right. drinking 
because it just didn't do anything to them. All of a sudden... All of a sudden, he can't get drunk. Right. <laughs> so all of a sudden, yeah. Clark Kent starts drinking. Oh, man. And his drinking starts to become a problem mm. to the point where... And I think at this point, uh, Lois Lane and Clark Kent were still married, so I kind of wanted... Like, I, I sort of put a rift in that relationship so that she's like, I don't know what's going on with you anymore. You know, maybe he's trying to keep this all secret from everyone, but the point is that they sort of have a split. A yeah. And then um, there's there's a scene where Clark Kent is passed out drunk in front of the TV, and there's there's a news story about some like airliner that's falling from the sky or some kind of catastrophe, like an earthquake or whatever. You know, the stuff that Superman usually comes and saves people right. from. Um, but Clark Kent doesn't hear it. He doesn't know what's happening. So nothing's, nothing's changing in him, mm-hmm. right? Until the very last minute, there's like this shot of his his one eye kind of half opening and him going, huh? And then the next thing you see is it's Superman on the scene right. saving the day, mm-hmm. right? And then Superman says, holy crap, that was close. I almost didn't become Superman to save the day. I've, I've, I, you know, there's, there's a problem here. Like Clark Kent has a problem. So then Superman goes to the psychiatrist and says, hi, I'm Superman, (laughs) but I'm also Clark Kent. And Clark Kent has a problem. Honey, sit down. (laughs) Yeah. So, so now that the psychiatrist is trying to like say, look, look, he's have like your two personalities, like your your or your two, yeah, basically your two personalities. It's like split personality. You you are Superman and you aren't in control in this body, but he's fully in control in this bo- in the other one. But it, it's almost like he's not you anymore. Um, and that's sort of like he keeps pushing this Clark Kent versus Superman split. And Superman's like, well, I I can't. You know, I have responsibilities and I want, you know, I need to protect people. I can't also babysit part of my psyche that wants to get drunk. Yeah. And the, the longer I can stay Superman, the better, because if, if something happens with Clark Kent, you know, I'm not, I might not be around. But now the comic only follows Superman. And what happens is, is he saves the day and he, and he's like, no problem, everyone. And as he and he's he's sort of done. And then the next thing, there's like a black panel. And then the next thing, it's like three days later, and he's in the midst of saving the next catastrophe. Right. And he's like, he does it. And then he's like, crap. What has Clark Kent been doing for the last three days? <laughs> he's got a tattoo on right? his chest or something. A big Superman symbol. Because he's... <laughs> Oh, so, come on. So then Superman, <laughs> Superman's trying to, yeah, he just, he just walks around with like a, 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 a kerchief tied around this his neck. This so stupid. Why did you do that? I'm Superman. I'm made of electricity. You do not want to pierce any part of me. Where the, why do I have a nose ring? Oh, Clark. Oh, Clark. <laughs> no, but so now Superman um, is trying to, you know, he, he's, he's sort of, going to the friends who he's confided in over the years who know that Superman and Clark Kent are the same person. He's trying to say like, well, where is Clark when I'm not around? And they're like, well, we haven't seen him. We don't know. He's crazy fun. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, we didn't, we didn't know. You guys didn't know what was going on with each other. What what do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. Don't, 
don't change anything about him. He's great. We really like him better. <laughs> you might want to now. check your credit card statements. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you are in the in the red, my man. <laughs> you are in big trouble. <laughs> no, but but so the whole idea is that now we don't really know what's happening with with Clark right. Kent. We just know that he's he's sort of like he's he's cutting ties with with everyone. He's sort of going off the deep end. Superman's worried about this, but at the same time, he's still trying to, you know, fight whatever the supervillain of the week is 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 doing. So I had this idea then, and I hadn't quite figured out at the time which characters it would be. I'd kind of chosen this trio of sort of C-list, B-list Superman villains. Um, so there's uh, Bloodsport, who is essentially a racist who took the name of a superhero who, who was uh, a person of color and has gun teleporters. I don't understand why just guns, but real? okay. Like he just can tell like that's a real guy. Yeah. It's a okay. real, real He's Superman blood sport. And he teleports guns into his hands oh. and he works with these two dudes. Um, Riot, who is a super smart scientist and can clone himself. Okay. He just makes copies of himself. Okay. And, uh, Helgramite, who is essentially a human grasshopper. He, I like to call him Grasshopper Man because I think that <laughs> Helgramite. Helgramite just sounds like we're gonna. We, we can't call him Grasshopper Man. Well, that sounds Helgramite lame. Is like it sounds like an Asgardian. You know, yeah, like Helgramite. What does that mean? It means grasshopper. Oh, when I fought the mighty Helgramite under the lair of the White Worm. No, I'm a grasshopper, the, guys. The <laughs> yeah. Hippity hop. <laughs> Me and Riot are having a great time. <laughs> Riot's like, this is fun. Yay! Helgramite. I'm coming. Boing, boing, boing. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. They all ride him. They, <laughs> they ride, ride him like he's... Yeah, yeah. Hop on oh, my boy. back, boys. We're gonna go fast. <laughs> boing, boing, Like a grasshopper. Boing. When you do that voice, I just picture a giant grasshopper instead of like a guy in some weird suit. Like he literally is just a giant grasshopper. You're so gross. Stop, stop, stop rubbing your legs together. That's loud. It's mating season. <laughs> the Helgramite. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> they are a bit ridiculous. So but, that was well deserved. Uh, <laughs> but the point is, so, so, so somehow these three, there's some sort of plot where Superman's trying to figure right. out what's going on, and you know, like beats the snot out of out of Bloodsport, um, who and not- but notices he doesn't have his gun teleporters on him. He doesn't have this teleportation stuff. He's so just he doesn't have a guns. power. He's not really. He doesn't have a power. Well, his, his power a, is racism. He had <laughs> <laughs> the Richard Spencer. Of super villains. Yeah. <laughs> He's racist. White nationalist. Well, he has spandex. Oh. You know. I wear a very tight outfit. The Proud Boys of Cart Comics. Yeah. What's his name again? Bloodsport? Asshole. Oh. Oh, right. Sorry. Bloodsport. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, Some very fine racists. So, so Superman uh, sort of like tracks tracks down Bloodsport, finds out that Riot and Helgramite are working with him. 
Um, Bloodsport's not using his his gun teleporters, whatever, some sort of fight. But it ends up in this in this in their secret lair or somewhere. At one point I was thinking maybe it's back at, at the Fortress of Solitude. But the point is that they have this big fight. At the very end, it's down to Superman and Riot, who's the kind of like science sciencey guy of the group. Yes. And he's right. just he's just like he's trying to figure out what they're up to. He still doesn't know. He knows, he knows they were up to something. He knows that they weren't behind it, but someone else was, but he can't figure it out. And, and Riot's like, the only thing that we were up to was that we were hired to bring you here. Okay. And Superman's like, who hired you? That's very dramatic. Oh my gosh. And Riot says, Clark Kent. (gasps) Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) <laughs> and in that moment, <laughs> Superman reverts back to the fully human Clark Kent. And for the first, we haven't seen him in the comics for for issues, several issues, right? He's okay. just like lost his mind. He believes that he is the one true Superman, and that if if okay. if if one of them is going to exist, it's going to be him that has the powers. Okay. So he's he's funded this all this craziness by you know selling off whatever Kryptonian technology is in the Fortress of Solitude and using parts of it and getting um, Riot sort of cloning DNA and Bloodsport's gun teleporter and sort of combining these into this machine that mm-hmm. will split Superman's energy body from his human body. But put put Superman's human or put Clark Kent's human brain or mind into the into the energy based body permanently. Okay. Okay. And he's going to completely subdue the personality of um of, of Superman. Subvert. So he gets the personality. Yeah. So he gets into the machine, turns it on, and it does this thing. And this is very reminiscent of Superman 2, I know. Um, and you see the split <laughs> start to happen, and you see Superman in his energy body starting to see on the other end of the machine, which is like a phone booth-sized thing, Clark Kent standing uh, there, and he's like, he can feel his mind slipping away. Um, so in right. the last in the you know last-ditch effort, he, he uses all his energy-based power things to, to blow it up. He, and there's like a huge explosion... You know, smoke clears and lying on the ground are both Superman and Clark Kent. <laughs> Sorry. I just pictured them like only a bit of the mind transfer works, so they're kind of both goofy, dumb. <laughs> I'm Clark Kent. No, I'm, I'm Super Kent, and you're. And you're Clark Man. <laughs> you're Clark Man. I'm Super Kent. <laughs> I can't fly no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't use my heat base to make some nice hot dogs. <laughs> what? Where did the accent come from? <laughs> well, they're dumb. They, they have, I just assume. I just assume that they have. But I like. Accent. I like the idea that they have. Like they have lukewarm vision and. <laughs> they can kind of hover time staring at those hot dogs and they only get so warm <laughs> like I can't fly but Luke I can hover Warren one vision. foot off the ground <laughs> and chill breath yeah <laughs> ooh 
<laughs> just, it's just mildly uncomfortable now. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I can only hover, hover an inch off the ground. Yeah. Look at me, I'm flying. <laughs> I can't go too much faster, though. But no. Um, Not none of that. So at this point, <clears throat> uh, the story seems to be over in a very weird way because Superman in his electric brute form is like the cops next issue cops are there. And he's just like, take Clark Kent away. He's crazy. And Clark Kent's like, no, mm. I'm the real Superman. And all nuts. And they, they take him. But he was, but he was crazy. So yeah. it's hard to figure out whether or not he actually succeeded in. Right. 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 So, right. so, and then, and then Superman, uh, like electric blue Superman is like, well, I, you know, this is a thing that now needs to be solved because it's kind of weird that Clark Kent and Superman are two different people now, but, but we, at least we got the, the, the crazy one in jail. Right. And then he goes back to his normal being Superman. Well, almost, mm-hmm. almost normal. Because the first thing that happens is that, um, there's some kind of issue with one of the the super villains and superman's like well you know what i'm gonna go just take him out i'm just you know like straight line right towards you know lex luther's lair and beat the snot out of him and that's that and i think he even gets to the point where he starts to say i'm just gonna proactively start tracking down every super villain on the planet and and beating them yeah. to within an inch of their lives if not right over that threshold <laughs> yeah they put up a fight. I'll just kill yeah. him straight I'll up. Just, I'll just, I'll just end it because then I don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the rest of the Justice League is like, this is bullshit. Um, yeah, we don't do that. Yeah. Now, one of them, one of the Justice League can't be found. And that's Batman. No one knows where Batman is. He vanished. Is that part of your story he, or is that just yep. that's just how mysterious Batman yeah, is? He's, so, <laughs> he's actually just standing somewhere, but his black costume just makes him blend into the... Holy shit, Batman! Yeah. Batman. <laughs> he's eating like a, a microwave burrito. I'm Batman. The one, the one character they couldn't find was Batman, and yet he was there the whole time. Yeah. Oh, Batman. Batman. Oh, oh Jesus. Jeez. Stop doing that, Batman. How long have you been there? Too long. I've seen too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Flash. <laughs> what you do in your spare so, time. So speaking of Flash, Flash, this is like, look, if, mm-hmm. if this is what the, the Justice League is going to be like, I'm, I'm, I quit. Like, I'm out. And he takes off at, at, at you know, super speed. Ludicrous speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, uh, good space Space reference. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and then the next thing we know, his legs are both broken. Because, oh, Superman, because Superman? Superman is now, hey, if you're not with me, you're against me. If you're against me, then you're oh. you, a villain. You're totally a bad guy. And we already know that Superman yeah. can catch the Flash. He, he's just, he's a, he's a dark s- Superman. And then this is where we begin to realize that it worked. Okay. This is Clark Kent in Superman's body. Yeah. But that means that Superman is stuck in a completely human Clark Kent body in jail. Mm-hmm. Right. So now the stories of like people trying to figure out what to do with Superman. Because I, I think it should be a little bit more subtle than just like he, he's outright crazy. I think he's just – he becomes more militant. Yeah. So it takes a while for people to suspect that something's amiss. 
But the point is that when the reader starts to realize something's going on, that we also start cutting to um, human Superman in jail where there's someone else in jail who is like goading him and pushing him and right. like confronting him constantly, but also at the same time protecting him. So Batman. Yeah. Right. Right. Because what Batman has figured out what, what no one else has and that he's like, you, you aren't human and you have the powers of Superman. Right. So you're choosing to be vulnerable. Yeah. So Superman eventually understands this and is able to bust out of prison with the original powers of Superman. Okay. Right? So he could leap tall buildings, but he couldn't fly because that sort of, he, he had to sort of like power up to get to that. Mm-hmm. So he, he busts out of prison, you know, just at the, in the nick of time when electric Clark Kent starts going really bonkers and, uh, he, Electric Clark Kent and Superman have this fight in which, you know, Superman's like, I can't kill Clark Kent. He's he's pure energy. The best I can do is just dissipate his strength, right? In the biggest battery ever. Yeah. This is where the psychiatrist understands what he got wrong. That he made the split between Clark Kent and Superman. But mm-hmm. Superman isn't a person. Clark Kent is the human who grew up in Smallville and whose right. parents are the Kents and who grew up on a farm and went to high school. Right. The flip side of that character is Kal-El, mm-hmm. the last son of Krypton, right? So mm-hmm. w- what we ended up with was Clark Kent in this energy body, which was what was left of the transformation they did. But what Su- Superman was left in was not a human body, but a Kryptonian body. Okay. So he basically just gets reset to being Kal-El. And in, in like that's sort of where the story ends, right? Right. Basically, now you've got Clark Kent, who who still believes he is the best and only Superman, who can return at any point and cause problems, and you've got Kal El, who is Superman, but is now kind of removed from the human side of it and how does he gain that back right like if he started going around and saying look like don't call me clark like my, my name's kal-el right that's my name <laughs> that's my name <laughs> don't wear it out <laughs> anyway so um that's uh that's essentially my uh my superman split personality story i think it probably went better than the real storyline oh yeah i should tell you i didn't actually yeah you know i didn't actually read that comic so so i don't know they they introduced not only blue superman but they also introduced a red superman afterwards oh weird and their choice was oh the split is the blue superman is more cerebral and the red superman is more action oriented oh yeah really that's that's the split for superman he's like because red is red is action i didn't see that as really being a split, but okay. And the best part is they were turned into red, red and blue Superman by cyborg Superman, who's another Superman. Hmm. And then they were just united again into the normal Superman without really any big explanation. They just sort of ended it. Right. So, so I mean, full disclosure, I was a, a Marvel kid too. I, I honestly had no idea that that happened to Superman. The only thing I was aware of was the um, doomsday thing yeah where he got killed yeah that was and huge came back as a whole bunch of different superman yeah that's where the cyborg superman comes from oh shit okay. he was so he was like he that, that, the villain and version. there was a guy named steel yep right okay so like that's the only part of the superman uh mythos from that era that i can recall um 
But the fighting your own personality thing, it, I think because as a Marvel person, we watched the Hulk and Bruce Banner mm. cons- constantly, mm-hmm. you know, doing this, this, this battle. Um, I was like, yeah, okay, I can get it. <laughs> like, I, I actually, I mean, I like, totally get it. I think that, I think that, I think you're, like I said, I think your version probably was better than what the actual comic was because they didn't have to think through it the way you did. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, I, I think what you, what it sounds like is <clears throat> you just made the best of a crappy situation right. and wrote a good story based off of having kind of a crappy situation to make the best of. Right. Well, that's a horrible sentence, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I mean, that was, that was my intention was like, how do I get back to X from Y? Like you've handed me Y and I don't like it. So mm-hmm. I need to find yeah, a way Yeah, I back. think that's a great exercise, to be honest. It's fun. I, I mean, I often work with other people's intellectual property, and I've always really, really mm. enjoyed it, mostly because, you know, once you get to know an IP and you're like, okay, well, I, I know where the limits of your IP are. Let's see how far we can stretch it, or let's see what themes exist within your IP that we can start, you know, messing around with. The thing, Totally, totally. The thing that I find weird about Superman, and I, like I said, I... I think the character has evolved past the sort of like icon that he was, at least to me as a kid. Yeah. Because they have had more human stories. He's moved beyond just kind of like how the the Fantastic Four, bringing it back to Marvel because we were Marvel kids, have matured. Mm -hmm. And there's this weird, I don't know if you've you've been following it at all in recent years, but. not, Not at all, no. Um, it it's it kind of feels like a weird family exploration and discovery book that's starting up now, like the new Fantastic really? Four. Yeah, it's like hmm. Mr. Fantastic and, and and Invisible Woman and their two kids who are now sort of I guess in their early teens. And I'm like, are, oh. are they going to be the new Fantastic Four? Because that's dope. Anyways. I thought that there was some deal. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't know the timeline for this, but I thought there was something where they had a kid named Franklin yep. who turned out to be crazy powerful. Yep. And yep, he's the one kid. Oh, okay. It's Franklin and um, I think Valeria is his sister. She's like Valeria. Yeah. Wow. So. Um, okay. Anyway, sorry. I don't, it's it's funny. Like I, I really, I really like your take on it to be honest cool man i think there's, there's certain aspects that that, that i i kind of go as a comic book guy going yeah i get it i think that you know when the way you describe you're like oh a couple of issues i'm like there's just no way yeah. you could maintain yeah. anybody's interest for you know a full issue no. of clark kent no. being clark kent you know yeah the- oh i got a paper cut you know like i would just be like oh fuck you know, maybe you could probably you know, do the stuff that I was saying would be across a bunch of issues of just Clark Kent or just Superman. You could probably do that in one issue mm. for the first half of the issue. You're just following Clark Kent. And for the second half mm-hmm. of the issue, you're just following Superman. Yeah. Or two yeah, issues. Exactly. So I mean, like, yeah, the, the way I sort of see that, you know, the way I see some yeah. of this stuff is like a four issue mini book. Mm. Cause like, the way the Wolverine yeah. series went, or the Longbow Hunters was like a three issue 
uh, right. mini book with with uh, Green Arrow, which is a DC yep. um, DC book. But um, yeah, I mean, I could see how it would work. I think the the descent into insanity has such a cool a cool slant on someone who is meant to be so stable you can count on them in any situation. I think that's such an interesting take on Superman. And I, for me, um, I mean, when, when I the, when I first came came up with this was because of the costume was because of the costume design that I was doing and all that stuff, right? But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's an idea that's kind of stuck with me because I've begun to realize that there's this in- interesting theme of the dichotomy of Superman, where you have mm-hmm. the human element and you have the alien element. Yeah. And I constantly see, like, I mean, we even in the in the Snyder films, we've seen like the Jesus analogy. Right. He's like a god amongst men, you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. th- that to me is the most boring part of Superman. Like, what's the story there? What's the struggle? What I like is yeah. not so much the god, but the alien. You know, the the one who doesn't yeah. belong here, the one who comes from somewhere else, the one whose planet has been destroyed. But uh, here, okay, so here here's here's a defense of the not getting to know the alien. Right. Because he came to Earth as a baby. Right. You know, he doesn't have any reference to his culture or his people or anything like that. Whereas uh, Supergirl, Kara, grew up on Krypton and somehow managed to get back, get to Earth like after Superman. Right. Some manner of wormholey right. time issue. That's where it's interesting where... If you watch uh, Supergirl, I'm watching Supergirl with my son, and and every not every episode, there's some mention of you know on Krypton this is how it was, right? Do you know what I mean? Like she is an alien, right? And she knows she's an alien. She doesn't see herself as like a human girl, but Superman, having grown up uh, in Smallville on a farm to Martha and Clark or Martha and whatever his name Kent. The father. Your mom's name is Martha? My my mom's name is Martha. Was it Martha Kent? It was Martha Kent, right? Yeah. Martha! Yeah, Martha and Jebediah. <laughs> which is not... Which is not his dad's name at all. <laughs> oh, the DC fans are going to be frothing at the mouth <laughs> that I got that. But, um, you know, he his, his only reference is the human condition. Right. He just happens to have a, a ton of powers. So I think that's, you know, in defense of anybody not going the route of, let's talk about him as an alien. I mean, he just doesn't have that reference. No, but that's what I'm saying. I, I would use that as a, as a storytelling point. Like, why don't we address mm-hmm. that? So uh, a friend of mine, Dave, when I told him the story, he he loves it. And we worked in a bar together. So whenever it was like closing time, he would always try to get me to tell somebody else at the bar about it, which was... <laughs> The worst because I'd always be like, "Do you do you read comics?" They're like, no. I'm like, "You're not. You don't want to hear the story." And then and then Dave would be like, "Tell him the story." <laughs> um, but Lauren, come in here to find story. It's riveting. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bar do you think we worked in? <clears throat> I assume medieval times. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was no cutlery at medieval times. So there is no cutlery at medieval times. But yeah, so he he's asked me before, you know, where would you where would you go next? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of, of cosmic adventures for Superman. Right. What if he was put somewhere 
in in the in the DC universe where he's n- not the strongest man, he's not the fastest man, you know, he, he's not the only one who can fly. He just sort of becomes another you know, oddity amongst all these aliens. Yeah. And then there he's just like I I just get to be Kal-El. I just get to be, you know, a Kryptonian. And I can go and I can find out – like I, I'm sure that in, in the comics they've explored tons of Kryptonian history. Um, I'm sure Superman has learned a lot about his past. But I just always thought it would be neat for him to be like, I want to go out there and I want to find out about Krypton and Kryptonians from the point of view of the other you know, alien species that are out there that, that had um, you know, dealings with them. Yeah. I mean, isn't that the whole point of – of being near our yellow sun is that's what's give that's yeah. what t- yeah. technically gives him his powers. Yeah. So like he has to get on a ship, wear a suit, yeah, and like fly away and hope. Yeah. You know, wherever he goes has a yellow sun so he can be still pretty strong. Or if he goes somewhere that's like a double binary that he's just like, Oh man, like I'm crazy strong but I can't fly or Exactly. You know, my heat vision's out of control. I gotta wear these ruby glasses. Oh no. <laughs> The Cyclops. Yeah, I, I got the reference. Thanks. Oh, see, why don't you, you know, just he becomes a mute. He becomes bald, and then he goes in a wheelchair, and he starts. The, he starts the Marvel universe. Yeah. Now you're just being ludicrous. I don't even know. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I like it. I like it. I do. I. I. I don't I know. Will... I, I almost want it to be like. I really, you know, even from the very beginning, I'm like, why wasn't that a new character? Yeah. And I, yeah. You know, I feel like you could just make a new character who's kind of schizophrenic and has this psychotic break. And it really could be a small, what's what I'm looking for? A mini series. Right. You know, a guy who is like pure as the driven snow and incredibly helpful and yeah, and I think that super, that's super nice and heroic. I mean, like I said, I I like working with does that exist already? Existing Gosh, characters. I, I like working with um, with other people's IP because it's, it's there's interesting constraints. It's always interesting to kind of find that um, that theme or that through line that people haven't quite explored yet. Um, like I said, I don't know Superman well enough to to be able to say they haven't explored anything like this before. In fact, I'm pretty sure they have. Um, no, who knows? But right? um, sometimes, and I often say this, I'm like, oh, well, I, I had this idea for Superman and it could never work for someone who's not Superman. It's so intrinsic to the Superman character that if I took that character away from it, it just wouldn't be as good. Um, well, But then I think okay. about the Watchmen. But do you think... Think about what's her Watchmen, yeah, which started out as being the the Carlton Comics heroes, and when uh, right. when um, ugh, Alan Moore and and Dave Gibbons were told they weren't allowed to use those characters, they just made up analogs, and yeah, you know, Rorschach was supposed to be the question, and is Rorschach right. you know any less of a character because he wasn't the question? Absolutely not. I mean, they, 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 you know, they were able to take the same idea and actually even elevate it by making it their own characters. So that's where I was like, well, you know yeah, what? cool, man. I like working with other people's characters, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the story only works for those characters. Well, and that's kind of what I was getting at. And I, I wondered if, do you feel that 
you prefer working with other people's IP in terms of like your ideation with characters and, and stories because it absolves you from needing to take it any further? Uh, that's a good point. Um, well, and I, and I, I, like I said, I, I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I'm an amateur psychologist, <laughs> one in which I can say whatever I want and walk away and still feel okay. And you don't owe me a hundred bucks an hour. Oh, good. So, Perfect. Cause I was worried about that. I, for I'm a second. just, uh, I mean, you owe me a hundred bucks an hour, but only in the sense that I, I feel like I want to charge somebody, but it's not for the psychology <laughs> treatments <laughs> at all. <laughs> Anyways. I just wondered, like, because when I the first thing you did when I said it was like, no. I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, it could. You, you. I mean, I, I would be happy to sit down and like, that's one of those things. That, like, here's the thing: is I have two friends who have now made their own comics. Right. So my friend Michael has made his seeing things comic, and uh, my friend Chitan has he's been doing TikTok Tom forever. They made up their own characters. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like. I feel that the story is compelling and interesting. Right. And it could be written as not Superman. No, I, I, I think it could too. I I think you should. I think <laughs> I think that there's parts of this story that are sort of tied into the um expectations of an audience that would that reads a, a, a Superman comic. Right? There's there's an expectation right, but- of who Clark Kent is in in relation to to Superman, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, which wouldn't exist if you made it your own character. So I think that parts of it would need to be rewritten, and it would need to be less of like a dramatic reveal of things, you know, like, like stuff like that. I think you could explore the same themes. Um, I just well, think I I just think you could easily. I think it actually adds a really interesting element to the story itself if you were to. Let's say you you started it out with the non-super character going about his day and, you know, what like in it. Okay, let's do a what if, for instance. What if the way you open it up is there's this non-guy, just a dude uh, standing there watching the news and going, oh, my God, that bus is going to fall in that chasm. And then, oh, wow. Like this, the superhero came along and saved the bus. That's, you know, that's amazing. Right. But what he's really watching is like a repeat of the news. And he thinks he's in the moment. But he was the guy that went and did it. Right. Right, right. So he loses all this time. Over and over again, he loses time. And it's him performing heroic acts that he's witnessed later. Right. You know, he sees the, the, he sees the recap and goes like, oh my God. I can't believe that guy did that. That's amazing. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like the minute that happened, you walked out. Right, you know, right. The minute we were watching this, you walked out and like, I don't know, you weren't here for however long. And the character that he turns into is different enough. It's not like Superman where he takes off his glasses. glasses. And, oh yeah. my God, it's yeah, Superman. Yeah. But it's something really intensely different about him that he doesn't recognize himself. So that when he starts to put it together, he's doing, you know, he's doing that thing that, people that don't know about whether, whether to have powers, he does tests and, and like, no, it, I, I can be hurt. I don't know. There's something about this. And maybe he, what he does is he like marks something on him so that when the superhero next appears, he sees that exact. Moment. Right. You know, I, I just think that there's, 
like I said, I, I think that that gives you the buildup for someone that doesn't realize he is a heroic figure. That's a different take, but I like it. Like I said, I really liked it. I I actually had more of an issue with the fact that it was Superman than anything. Interesting. Else. Okay. Yeah, because I think it has I think it has merit as its own story. It doesn't have to be Superman. For sure. Well, we didn't do it at the beginning, but we can do it now. I am Hugh Elliott. And I am Stefan Grambart. And you've been listening to Can't Sell This. Beep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content contained in this episode is copyright Stefan Grambart and Hugh Elliott. Intro voice by Jeff Wright. Intro music track is Energy by Not Of from their 2015 album Peak. Questions or comments can be sent to admin at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Any other information can be found at can'tsellthispodcast.com.